0: All right, everybody, good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and it's a rainy Sunday here uh, in the New York metropolitan area, but uh, Wiz, uh, we are almost finished with week number two of the preseason, a couple of games left today on Sunday and a game tomorrow night, so there's still uh, lots of stuff happening, lots of movement, uh, you know, we t- talked a little bit yesterday on the phone, there's definitely some players that are moving up and down in terms of rankings, and uh, we're going to do a complete episode on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, other things to talk about today. I hope uh, all is going well in your neck of the woods. And uh, yeah, we're about two weeks away from uh, a big week of drafts in fantasy football.
1: Yeah, there was some, you know, interesting things that happened uh, yesterday. Uh, I would have liked to see seen some more players uh, that I think, uh, you know, we're kind of waiting to see, you know, how they, you know, look, you know, like Joe Burrow and, Dak Prescott, uh, but uh, some interesting things. Clyde Edward hilaire kind of got hurt, and I saw that Andy Reid said it didn't look like a high ankle sprain, but you got to keep your eye on that. But we'll do a complete wrap-up of, of week two uh, uh, in, in a few days. But I think uh, we're going to talk about um, a, a topic, a subject that uh, people have been requesting that we talk about, um, free agency.
0: Yeah, uh, you, know, you, know, if, you know, free agency is a such a monster part of, of fantasy football, you know, whatever you want to call it, free agency, wave a wire, um, and, and, and leagues treat it very differently. And, you know, you and I are in a lot of different leagues. Um, there are different processes uh, that, that leagues use to, to, to do their free agent uh, transactions during the season, uh, different periods of time where you're able to transact. So yeah, and and i think you know when we look in the past it's it's and certainly injuries are a big part and not only injuries we saw this last year i you know covid covid definitely restricted a lot of those rookies last year and you know on a, in a lot of leagues depending on the size of your rosters you know there were, there were some some of these rookies that I, we even saw a whiz in a couple of leagues that we played in where justin jefferson got off to a slow start and he was dropped by people uh, in some leagues, believe it or not, and, 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 and was available on waiver wires. So th- th- there's a lot of different aspects to it. You know, injuries are a part of it, uh, how teams view their personnel as the season moves on. And I think, you know, you cannot – it's very difficult to have a perfect draft and, and everything go completely right where you don't have injuries and you, every person that you draft is going to perform at a very high level. It's hard to do that, and sometimes you're going to be wrong uh, at the draft and switching gears, and when you decide to switch those gears, uh, is, is something that's vital to fantasy success. There are times where you have to abandon ship uh, when it comes to certain players. And and as I said in the beginning of this, you know there are a number of different ways in which teams, uh, sorry, which leagues utilize uh, waiver wires. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of those ways that your leagues can do it. Uh, how we think about it, you know, do you know? I know there's personalities that that. Uh, in in your leagues that are going to handle things differently, where you're going to have people that are very aggressive early on in the season, and then you're going to have other people, a guy like Term who's in a lot of our leagues who who's much more deliberate about the way he handles a waiver wire. And I think you know patterns evolve over time. Uh, if you're in leagues long enough, you see that certain uh, league managers handle things differently in terms of how aggressive they want to be uh, when it comes to their waiver wire processes. So that's what we're here to talk about today was.
1: Yeah, I think there are two components. One is league setup, and then the other is you know the uh, the thought process and strategy of free agency. So let's talk about league setup first. I'm um, in a bunch of different leagues, and they almost every single one does uh, the free agent does the free agent process, uh, you know the way the way they run it, you know separately from all the other leagues that I'm in. Um, so there are ways. Uh, running it where you have waiver wire process every single day starting on Tuesday all the way to Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then there are leagues that have it um, more structured days, Thursday, Saturday, and then Sunday at 12 o'clock, which is uh, what we've done last year and what we're doing this year. In the league that I'm running, then they have setups where, you know, you have a uh, waiver wire on, uh, you know, on the site. And then after that, it's a free-for-all, free agent pickups, uh, first come, first serve. So yeah, there are different ways of going about it. I'm not sure one way is specifically clearly better than another way of running it. There are different ways of running it. I think each league uh, should talk about it with their league members. This is what I try and do. I know you're having a catastrophe in some of the leagues that you're in where leagues didn't even want to get together and have a meeting. And uh, you just ended up going with the same rules as last year. But um, because one guy didn't want to talk about it until you know recently, and then the other guy said, ah, forget about it. You didn't want to talk about it earlier. So we're just going to go with last year's uh, rules. So I think you should talk about it with your league. I don't think there's any way that's perfect or is clearly better than the other you know, potential ways of, of setting it up, your free agent uh, waiver wire pickups. But I will say that the one thing is every league should prepare for the unknown on Sunday. And um, what I mean by that is there are going to be players that come down with a positive test and you, the, the league, and nobody is going to know about it until Sunday. You must have, or at least I feel, your league must have the ability To pick up players on Sunday, you have to have some kind of Sunday moves to prepare for the unknown, which is going to be COVID this year as well. So, uh, again, I think there are different ways to run it. I'm not sure which is the best way. I'm not sure any way is clearly better than the other. But I think you would agree with me that the league – the are in really should have something set up for,
0: on Sundays for COVID. Yeah. And COVID's not going away. We know that. Uh, there's a number of players in the league that are not going to be, uh, not going to be vaccinated. It's just the way it just works out. And so you need to have those protocols in place. And some of the leagues I'm in mean, with those pickups that do happen, the emergency pickups um, for COVID cases are actually rentals for the week. And those players will go back into the free agent pool uh, the following week. That's one. That, that's one way to do it. Uh, so I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about some of the things that you actually mentioned because. As you said yeah i 'm in a number of different leagues as well, and it 's done differently in almost every league. We have one of my leagues where we actually maintain a salary cap through the season, so uh, the the bidding process around that goes where you you know depending on the salary cap and where you are and what players you have to drop you 'll have that many dollars to actually spend real dollars actually is what we do um, like that's that 's very, very strange to have that kind of set up i 'm not a proponent at all of free for all um, my view on that is you know, people have a lot of things going on in their lives, whether they're working family time, uh, you know, out to dinner with friends and and to have something happen when, when people aren't paying attention and when someone else is, has the luxury of being around and timing of that to able to just go in and swoop up a player. I, I don't like that. So I like more structured time. So that's the reason that I would give for not having a free-for-all. And I think the most common form that we've seen used is something called FAB, which is a free agent acquisition budget. Uh, a lot of it's done via blind auctions. Uh, where you pick up players uh, with a salary cap that you maintain over the course of the year, whether you get $100 to do that, $200, $300, it's all all relative. Uh, But that money is going to go to spending over the course of the season. And like I said, I think there are different ways that people approach it. Some people are very aggressive from the onset leave themselves with very little ammunition as the season wears on. And there are others that are much more deliberate in the way they distribute their monies, knowing that injuries are going to occur over the season. So that's kind of the way I think those are the different uh, strategies or different ways that you can do it. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge favor. There's, there's other leagues. Uh, we're in one whiz where it's done by order of record uh, where the first team up it's who, who has the worst record in the league uh, actually gets the first pick in free agency, uh, to start, I think the first week of the season where everybody has the same record, it's it, there's a random there's a random um, allocation in terms of which de- in which order the teams will go. Uh, but I do think uh, there there is some merits for something like that where the teams with the worst record get the first dibs on players, uh, depending on how they do it. And a lot of these stuff is computerized, where uh, the, you know the, the league manager or commissioner is able to just go in and process it. And he'll, you know, there'll be a we use some forms where they'll be able to process it. And there are other forms where leagues will automatically be distributed. The players will be distributed uh, based on what the computer says. So those are just some of the different setups that you have out there uh, when it comes to free agency.
1: So two things that I want to touch touch on is the best way to go about the COVID pickup is what you want to do is you want to make it for somebody that has lost a player to COVID. And that announcement comes on a Sunday. And this is why you need to have some sort of moves on Sunday or the ability to let the team that has a COVID player pick up a player. So what the fairest way to do this is you don't want that GM to be at a disadvantage and you don't want him to be an advantage. So if he loses the player due to COVID, he can pick up a player on on Sunday, um, and he must start the player that he picks up, so he's not just picking the player to, to block somebody else. So he must start the player. And then because other league members won't have a shot at the player because they necessarily don't have a COVID player, the sad thing is, they have the player for that game on Sunday and then the player goes back into the free agent pool for the whole league to to bid on if they want to, which would have been the case had the guy not come down with a COVID player to begin with. So that's number one. And the other one is the free agent bidding process where you're given X amount of dollars and people put in, you know, if you're given $200 of a free agent salary, to half of the year, uh, there are two different ways leagues do it. One league is if I put a bid in for 50 and you put in the next highest bid on the same player for 10, I'll get the player for 50 as I put in for. But I prefer where if I put in for 50 and you put in for 10, I would get the player at the next highest price, which would be $11. So I think there are two different ways to go about it. I like the next dollar above the, the, the next highest bid. Uh, leagues do it different ways, but I think, you know, the COVID pickups uh, is something that your league really needs to get prepared for. And the other thing is, there were games last year that potentially were going to be canceled, were moved back, played later in the week, uh, Monday, Tuesday. So you have to be prepared for that and figure out what your league is going to do under those circumstances. Because I know. Uh, few leagues in the league that we were in, um, a couple of leagues we were in together, there was pandemonium with that, and the guys running the league were not prepared for that situation.
0: And you and I really stressed that it was necessary to be prepared, so hopefully people are taking that into consideration and putting those protocols into place for this year. So, all very good points, Wiz. Um, and and like, like you said, there are a number of w- different ways to which you can do it. And those are the ways that we, we kind of feel, you know, there, there are different ways, like, like we said, but, you know, we, we, we've given our view uh, in terms of what we think is best and what's fair here.
1: So, like I said, there are two components to free agent process. One is like lead setup, and the other is strategies and how you handle your free agent uh, process. And the way I look at the free agent budget is the complete opposite of how I look a preparation for a draft. So with a preparation for a draft, you need strategy, you have to figure out what your plan A is. If that doesn't work, you have a backup plan and know what you're going to do. So no matter what comes across, you will be prepared and you won't be caught off guard and you won't be in a situation that one thing happens to you that you weren't expect to, expect to happen and that leads to um, maybe 15 or 20 minutes of, of being rattled. And you may miss out on some other players that do some things that are not going to help your draft. So while preparing for the draft is about strategy and, um, and, and, and being measured, it's the opposite. When it comes to free agent, you have got to be ready to act and you have got to be ready to, if you feel early in the season, that there is a player that comes along that is going to be a real difference maker. And you talked about Justin Jefferson, with the Vikings last year, just look at that for a second. He, you know, after a few weeks of the season, he had done nothing. He was a free agent in a good majority of the leagues. And now coming into this year, he's ranked as a top 10 to 15 guy in almost everybody's draft analysis. So things can change quickly. And when it comes to a guy that could be a real Difference maker I don't think as far As I'm concerned at least it matters What week it is it could be week three It could be right before the playoff Spot in your fantasy league I think when a player comes you have To be prepared to put a Good percentage of your free agent Money on that player if you Think he's going to be a difference maker so what I mean By the opposite of uh, Your draft strategy is Being prepared and being Strategic and being measured and When it comes to the free agent uh, thing you understand, you have to understand that it can be very random, unpredictable, and you may have to act quickly and be decisive and spend a good portion of your money and not be afraid to do so.
0: Yeah, and I think, and and I think to your point, um, we have seen you know Justin Jefferson like guys each and every season uh, in in fantasy football where a guy kind of pops up on the radar. Sometimes it's injury related. Sometimes the coach decides to go a different direction with a player. And the need to be aggressive is very, very necessary, and you know, being able, being able to kind of forecast and see how that kind of happens is part of it. You, you, you know, watching the games, you get a sense of a change, change of direction, a change, change in usage, a change in targets, a number of different factors uh, that go into it, and you have to recognize when that's happening. Um, So being on your toes and being prepared, you know, I will tell you this, what I like to do every Tuesday morning, you know, I'll kind of do a review of of all the games of the week. I'll make a list in each and every one of the leagues of all the free agents that are available and take stock even if I don't need anybody. Even if I don't have a player that I'm looking to get rid of or I don't have an injury, I want to know the free agents that are available in each and every league because I want to know if that option of that player is going to be better than what I already have on my team. And I think too many times in fantasy football, this is is at least my opinion, there are a lot of managers that kind of sit and kind of just... You know, let their their draft kind of simmer, if you will, um, and just kind of let it work out. They feel like, you know, I drafted these players. They almost have like a a sick allegiance to them, and there's very little reason that people feel to change like kind of what they did. I don't know if it's an embarrassment thing. You know, admit that you were wrong at the draft. I have no idea, but I've seen that too many times where there's gun-shy behavior from owners where they're not willing to be aggressive and change when it's very clear that they should be doing that?
1: Yeah, also there is, you know, teams are in different situations when the year is, you know, is going on. So you may have a situation where somebody is like, and I need to win three of these next four weeks. To make the playoffs, and they'll have a guy that's pretty good, but he is hurt, and they say he's going to be out four to six weeks. Um, and the GM will say, "I just can't keep this guy on my roster. I'm going to drop him. Um, you know, I have a situation where I just can't carry a player who's not going to play four to six weeks, or just I'm just using that as an example of a timetable. I'm going to drop the player. Well." To somebody else, if you're in a more comfortable spot where you're saying, "Oh, well, I'm pretty sure I'm in the playoffs, so I'm going to make the playoffs, okay, I'm going to put a big bit on this guy because he may not be on the field for weeks 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of the NFL season, but he's going to be playing in weeks 13, 14, 15, 16 of the NFL season, which is the fantasy football playoffs, so I am going to put a bit so you have to be prepared for uh, players that become available because of different circumstances. One could be uh, he hasn't done anything in the box score for a team, and they may drop him, or an injury. This is what I'm talking about, where you have to be ready to act on random things and events quickly. Because a player, you may drop a guy, and then the next day you have to make a decision because he's a free, he has become a free agent. You have to make a decision how much of your free agent money um, you're going to spend on that player. And like I said, it can happen any week at any time. So you have to be prepared for random activities and not be afraid to put a majority of your free agent budget on a player if you think he's going to be a difference maker no matter at what point in the season it is.
0: And and I think we, you do agree with me in that kind of seeing seeing these trends evolve is is an important uh, aspect or component of of actually you know doing your transaction or your waiver wire correct would you agree like you you have to be able to recognize those trends when they're when they're beginning to show up
1: yeah ab- absolutely and uh, the the last thing is you know most leagues require you to you could only carry you know if you want to carry only one defense that's fine you know we're in a league where you it's mandatory too so there's doing the math there's only usually you know six to eight the most obviously eight's the most but usually there's like six defenses that are out there so you're not going to have a very good defense out there but the majority the vast majority of leagues where you only carrying one defense. And there are a lot of defenses out there. There is a real art and skill to streaming defenses and looking ahead and, and, and being a few steps of ha- ahead of everyone else. So there's a lot of components to it. One is the managing of the move money and the randomness of it, and the other is to kind of looking ahead and being a few steps ahead of your competition, especially when it comes to, The defense, I feel, I don't know if you agree with this, but the defense and quarterback play can be something where if you have a quarterback and you're looking ahead and you'll say, okay, my quarterback's on a buy in three weeks. Now's the time to pick up that quarterback. Or I have a quarterback that is in a horrible matchup this week. Look at this quarterback matchup. He's going up against the defense that every quarterback's having success in. So I think when it comes to defense and quarterback, there's a real art and craftiness to working the free agent wire.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't disagree because, like you said, in a lot of leagues, there are people just carrying one quarterback, one kicker, one defense, and it is an art. And you have to kind of think ahead because injuries, tough matchups, depending on your position in the league, that you may really need a win. And, you know, the fact of the matter is either your quarterback's hurt, they have a bye week, or better matchups exist for some of the people on the waiver wire and you have to recognize when that's happening. I'd say the same thing for defense. I brought up kicker because I think later in the season when potentially you're dealing with more dire weather forecasts uh, and the impact that it could have on kickers, I think you want to be able to be proactive in that regard as well. So yeah, you have to kind of see into the future, uh, be able to, you know, for lack of a better term, be able to m- manipulate your roster uh, such that you take advantage of terms of how you structure your team uh, for the conditions and and you know there are times where you're going to really need to win some games. You know, you may start the season one and four. Yes, you got an extra week of competition this year, but you know, if you're one and four, you have a quarterback that's nicked up a little bit, not playing well or has a bye week coming up, you know, and there's a very good waiver wire free agent quarterback out there that's going to have some great matchups over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that's your time to pounce on that player. And I think uh the same like like Wiz said goes for the defense. I just added kicker because I do think later in the season weather does play a little bit of a factor in those late season games where you don't want a guy kicking in December in Cleveland when the wind is 40 miles an hour. And we saw that happen last year in a a few of those games where you couldn't even kick a field goal in some games.
1: No, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, kicking and uh, defense can, you know, and even quarterback, I I shouldn't leave out quarterback. Yeah, as the weather starts getting... You know, uh, you start getting into the, you know, November and December, uh, you really have to start looking at some of those cold weather games, especially in the North, uh, where weather can be a fact in a kicking game. <laughs> you'd rather have a kicker um, kicking the ball in a cushy dome and warm weather. And a defense is the, you know, complete opposite, where you, you know, ideally like to maybe start a defense where the conditions are going to kind of be tough to throw the ball. So, agree with that. I guess what we're getting at is, you know, the free agent budget is a lot of different components. There's a lot of different strategies, a lot of different elements to it, all the way from the league setup of it to begin with to strategies and, uh, Know, hope that we're uh, you know we we've helped
0: in, in the, both of those aspects. So let me I just wrap it up with this, Wiz. What about for for that player who is a bit more deliberate, who feels that he or she should be more patient because injuries will continue to be racked up. We got a longer season this year. It's seventeen you know it's a, it's a seventeen game schedule, so one extra week of fantasy, fourteen games uh, in, in most normal regular seasons. What about those players that, you know, want to maintain a little bit more flexibility for kind of those last, you know, maybe the last two seasons, the last two weeks in the regular season and in the playoffs? Uh, Do you understand that logic? Or, you know, I I think at all times you do, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have no flexibility in the playoffs, where you're out of money and you can't pick up players. I think that's a mistake. I think there is some, uh, you're going to need some discipline in that matter to save a few dollars for when you get down to the end uh, to protect yourself because things can go. And, and by the way, players get rested during the playoffs as well. So it's just something that you want to keep in mind because that happens frequently too.
1: Yeah, I think I think to answer your question, I think you have got to go into the season with an open mindset of you, you shouldn't be either or extreme. You shouldn't be, the type of guy who says, okay, I'm just going to be deliberate. I'm going to wait and let everyone use their free agent money. And then um, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll have the players, I'll have the move money advantage down the stretch to pick up whoever I want. Well, that's all well and good, but you may not be in the playoff race or there may be two or three other the guys with the same strategy as you. I think you have to go into a fantasy football season with an open mind, understanding the randomness of it, the unpredictability of it, and be versatile enough to do either, if this, whatever the situation calls for. If your roster is, is good and you're luckily enough to avoid major injuries and you can be a little patient when you move money, that's one thing. If you're in a situation where you know, you're struggling and you're off to a tough start and you feel this guy – uh, the, the 2021 version of Justin Jefferson is going to be a free agent, then you should do what you need to do to go and, 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 and get that player. I think that the last thing that you want to end up happening is that you've passed on all of these free agents that have, could have helped your team. You're sitting with the majority of your move money, and you're getting ready to start buying basketball books because you didn't make the playoffs.
0: You, you, you don't want that to happen either. So I think your points are well taken. Uh, it's an important part of what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, flexibility, discipline, and awareness, all part of the free agent process. Hopefully, Wiz and I were able to articulate that clearly to everybody. Uh, it's a fun part of, of, of the season. It's an exciting part of it. And it can make a it's a make-or-break situation when it comes to your fantasy football season by doing those right things. And I think, as Wiz alluded to early in the season be able to pounce. So that's it, Guru and Wiz, uh fantasy football podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing. Uh we'll be back shortly to talk about some more uh things as far as fantasy goes. I think the next stop is uh defenses, which are it's a good uh segue to what we just discussed here. So Wiz, speak to you in a bit on the defensive side of the football.
1: You got it.